0: Hi, my name is Mandy Jackson-Beverly, and I'm a bibliophile. Welcome to the Monday edition of the Bookshop Podcast, where I interview booksellers and independent bookshop owners from around the world. To help the show reach more people, please share with friends and family and on social media. And remember to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. You're listening to episode 148. Diane Castro opened Sweet Home Books in downtown Wetumpka, Alabama in May of 2021. She has a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's degree in marriage and family therapy and previously worked as a therapist for a nonprofit organization. Sweet Home Books is located in what was formerly the local barbershop, which was featured in HGTV's first hometown takeover. Hi Diane and welcome to the show, it's lovely to have you here.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me. It's an honor. Well, thank you. And
0: I feel honored having you as a guest on the Bookshop Podcast. I would love to learn about what you were doing before opening Sweet Home Books and why you decided to open an indie bookshop.
1: All right. Actually, I got my master's degree in marriage and family therapy, and I had been doing some counseling, and then my kids decided to homeschool through high school. So I took off and was just there, but of course, they didn't really need me very much because they were doing a lot of the work on their own through the computer. So I went from doing a lot of uh, studying and reading for school to suddenly having time to read what I wanted to read and just became a bit obsessed with all things uh, books related. I think I also discovered podcasts during that time. So I really started to read uh, and listen to what should I read next? from Anne Bogle and from the front porch, uh, which is Annie Jones from the bookshelf. And I just love the idea of these you know, independent bookstores. So when we would travel, which we did travel back then, I just drug my family to everyone that we could find and just thought, you know, I would love if we had one of these here. So my dream wasn't really to start one, it was to have one in our town, but since nobody else did, I decided it was gonna be me. <laughs>
0: I love hearing that. You know, from many of the bookshop owners I have spoken with, that is actually why many of them have opened an indie bookshop, because there's not one close by where they live. So they think, okay, well, I guess I'm going to open one. Exactly. Before we get too far into the interview, I'd like to compliment you on your social media. Do you handle most of the posts?
1: I do. I do. And I'm hoping to get better at it. So I appreciate that compliment. Well, these days,
0: social media is an integral part of any small business, but you do a great job. And it was interesting because while I was browsing over your Facebook page, I noticed the weather often dictates when you're open. Has this always been the case for businesses in Wetumpka, Alabama?
1: Oh, so I cannot speak, you know, for what has been in the past, but I think you just have to understand Alabama and weather. I was looking this morning and we have had 115 confirmed tornadoes in the state since January of this year.
0: Oh my goodness, that sounds like a lot. Yeah.
1: So it's just, it can go from a mild storm to a deadly storm very fast. And in 2019, we had one of those, a category F2 tornado that went right off the Coosa River and destroyed a lot of the historic downtown area. So for me, it's just it's a it's a no-brainer. It's one tiny way that I can keep people off the streets. Is just to say, if there's any chance we're going to have a tornado, we're going to we're going to close our doors for the day.
0: And would you say, with climate crisis, you've seen a more drastic change in your local weather pattern?
1: I think that's a really good question. I, I, you look through Wetumpka's history and Alabama's history. We have had floods, we've had blizzards, we've had tornadoes. You know, so I. I think we've just always, you know, had a lot of crazy weather, but it could be more than usual.
0: Yeah. Similarly here in California, we have wildfires and earthquakes. So I guess we all have something.
1: Yeah. Well, that's scary too.
0: Yes, it certainly can be. Now I love the way your store looks. It's a unique space. So can you share with us the story behind the building and its makeover, please?
1: Yeah, the building is amazing. It's beautiful. Um, It has been there since about the 1920s, and it has been a dentist office at one point, and it's been a barbershop most of the time from the 1930s on. So it was King's Barbershop in the 30s, and then we actually had another mayor who cut hair there, and then our current mayor bought the building from him and kept it the same format. He was the mayor, but he would come and cut hair in the morning and then go and do his job at City Hall. So he did that for a good while. He sold the building in 2019, and then he was just renting the space. And then when um, HGTV's hometown takeover chose Wetumpka, they just loved the story of the mayor cutting hair. So they came and they renovated the building and made a lot of gorgeous changes to it.
0: It must have been a big deal for the town when HGTV's first hometown takeover took over Wetumpka.
1: It was. It was. We were just so excited. You know, as a town, we were so excited to be chosen. Uh, but they were filming during shutdown for most of the time. So nobody could really, you know, in any other time, we would have all been down there trying to get a glimpse of what was going on. But they they had the space to themselves because we were sheltering at home. But then we got to see the final product. And it's been wonderful.
0: And was it shortly after the makeover that the shop came up for lease? Is that when you jumped on the opportunity?
1: Uh, well, it, it wasn't wasn't quite seamlessly, but I had been looking at renovating a building. This was in 2019, another old building. Um, and then, with the shutdown it happened immediately after that, my health took a, a nosedive and just started having some problems where I knew I could not physically renovate a building like I thought that we could do. So I really put the whole bookstore idea on hold. And then, when I was driving around downtown uh, downtown Metumka, I just reached out to one of my friends who was the executive director of Main Street Wetumpka at that time, and just said, "You know, how, what do you think? Do you think that there's even um, an interest? Do you think that people are even interested in having the space?" And um, she said, "You need to talk to Shelly Whitfield." So I did. Shelley is the president of our chamber of commerce. She's also an artist, a huge book reader. She's very invested in small local, you know, authors and artists and making things come together. And she said. I know of a place, it's not even quite on the market yet, but it's going to be and you're going to love it. And I went and looked and how, how could you not? How could you not fall in love? So I did.
0: And from the photographs I've seen, it looks like the perfect space for a little indie bookshop. It's just gorgeous. I looked out. Yes, you sure did. Earlier, I mentioned your Facebook page and I enjoyed reading through all of your posts, but one did stand out in particular. After you posted the comment made by Allison Hill, CEO of the American Booksellers Association, regarding the closure of Amazon's physical bookstore locations, Richard Harper wrote a sweet comment which says perfectly what many of us indie bookshop lovers feel. Quote, They don't hold a candle to you and your store. You have helped me reconnect with my first love, books. The sheer joy of the journeys your store has connected me with I feel more like myself than I have in years. Thank you for all you do for us. End quote. I'm guessing you had some tears in your eyes after you read that comment.
1: It did. It almost made me cry just listening to you read it again. Yeah, I love I love Bridget so much and I love our customers. We have amazing, amazing customers, which speaks to our community at whole. I d I don't know that I could have done this any other place because I'm new to I'm new to opening a business. I'm new to the world of retail and to have the support of a community like Wetumpka has made one hundred percent all of the difference.
0: What can you share about the Wetumpka community? The diversity, population, age, and do you sell more fiction or nonfiction?
1: We are—we're uh, really a socioeconomically diverse community. We have—we're inclusive. I think that we get visitors now. Of course, Wetumpka is a, a tourist place, which it never has been, but we get visitors from other areas who are expecting some of the negative stereotypes of a small Southern community. And they're just blown away because that's not what they see here at all. We truly do. We truly do care about each other and we lift each other up. We have respect for each other. And that I think it shows for the people who visit, but it definitely shows in the in the customers that come into our store.
0: And in regards to the curation of the store, is there one area that you've had to expand on which kind of surprised you?
1: Curating is just—it's a—it's a nonstop job, and I'm really learning. The hardest part has been we opened when the the HGTV show was airing, so a lot of my first customers were tourists. So I didn't want to re—you know—visit all of these books that were selling because they were selling to tourists. So I'm having to learn now, you know, what the people of our community really enjoys, um, and I—I I think. Fiction definitely is a bigger seller than nonfiction, but not by a lot. But history is what I think our community is very drawn to. Historical fiction and historical nonfiction. We we can't keep those books on the shelves, which I love.
0: And I was quite taken with your children's gardening section.
1: Yes, that has been so fun. We sold a lot over the Easter weekend for Easter baskets. So we have books on gardening and we have the the seeds and the kids get so excited about it.
0: That makes me feel good because I wish we had gardening in schools from elementary through high school. I think it would make a world of difference. Now, what skills have you learned since opening Sweet Home Books? And what have you learned about yourself?
1: I think I've learned about myself that I can do more than my, um, my introvert brain tells me that it, it can do. <laughs> I never thought when I originally had the idea of starting the store, it was going to be a small bookstore in a small town. Never thought about a tourism aspect. So, to learn that I can go from talking to we have tour buses come in, you know, groups of 50 who really they're not there for the bookstore. They want to talk about Wetumpka and can talk to them and then move into this deep dive bookish conversation, you know, with a customer who just really wants to find the perfect book back and forth. I think my mind would have thought, no, you're going to be overwhelmed. You can't do this, but it's been okay. I've been able to manage that part.
0: I think that's how we grow as human beings, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Definitely learned that it's okay to ask for help, um, which is great because there's a lot about running a business that I don't know. I can talk books all day long, but you start, you know, profit and loss sheets and taxes and things like that. And I just need all the help I can get.
0: (laughs) I hear you there. But what have you learned about the business side? Has that area been
1: tricky for you? It's been tricky, um, but the Facebook community as far as booksellers have these Facebook groups and they are so great. You need know, you just throw out this question. And within 10 minutes, you've got five other booksellers who have responded, oh, this is the way I handle this. And it's, it's wonderful. I also have a really patient CPA who lets me ask him a hundred questions a day. And that's, that's been great.
0: <laughs> Before we go any further, is it Wetumpka or Wetumpka?
1: So we focus on the we, so Wetumpka.
0: And is it a Native American Indian name?
1: It is. Yeah, it is. Almost all of the areas around us have Native American Indian names. Um, so, yeah, they're a little harder for tourists to pronounce.
0: But it's such a beautiful language. Okay, so while we're on the subject of Witamka, for any tourists visiting the area, what sites do you suggest they see and where is the best place to grab a great cup of coffee?
1: All right. So I think we've got a little bit for everyone. Uh, If you do enjoy history, uh, we just down the road, there's Fort Toulouse, which was actually started in 1717. It was a French settlement that became the site of some battles. Um, Andrew Jackson was there. There was just a lot. And so that's great for history lovers, nature lovers. We have the Coosa River. We have kayaking. We have um, hiking trails, all kind of things. I like to just walk up and down the river. We have parks on the side of the river that are just great. For shoppers, you just cannot go wrong. <laughs> we have so many stores in our downtown area now from clothing boutiques. We have um, Nick of Time, which is olive oil and vinaigrettes and spices. We have Scent Wizards. They make their own soaps and shampoos and candles. We have a wine and cheese and chocolate place that is incredible. Lots of places to eat, lots of entertainment. There's lots of fun things to do.
0: And where am I going to find a great cup of coffee?
1: Coffee. Okay. So right now we've got a great place called River Perk, which is right down the street from the bookstore. They have coffee and they have ice cream. And in the summertime, because it's always summer in Alabama, they will blend the two together and make this amazing coffee milkshake drink. And then we are opening across the street from the bookstore. Um, There'll be a new coffee place this summer called Restoration Coffee. It's opening in a historic building that used to be a bank, the first bank of Wetumpka. And they are artists who are also going to you know open this place and have a good space for people to come and, and have meetings. They have tea, coffee, which I'm really excited about the tea.
0: Oh, that sounds great. And there was one other thing I wanted to ask you about, which I saw on your website, and that is the lollipops. They look gorgeous.
1: Oh, aren't they beautiful?
0: Yes, they look like pieces of art.
1: They are actually in South Carolina, uh, but they hand make these beautiful lollipops and they are a huge hit. We, we love them. The kids love them, of course, um, but they're, they make great presents. The lollipop, you know, a thing of tea and a book. And how, how can you get any better? <laughs>
0: Exactly. And speaking of books, what is one book you'd like to see more people reading? And what are you currently reading?
1: All right. I'm not, I'm not going to be great at answering either one of those questions uh, because I have so many, which is probably a common problem. I don't read one at a time. I Before opening the store, I was always reading four or five at a time. And since then, it's it's more than that. It gets a little bit overwhelming. But I love to read books that make you think differently about people. So, one of the things I always go back to is Bell Canto by Ann Patchett. And just the situation that on the surface level looks like one thing. And then you dig into the characters and you find that there's so much more going on. I love that. I think Frederick Bachman does that really well. So, his book, Bear Town, is about hockey. And a lot of our customers think, well, you know, we live in Alabama. We don't know anything about hockey, you know, but it's about so much more than that. So, I tell them substitute football and learn about how a you know a town can revolve around something like this, and one action can really impact everybody. I just love books like that.
0: Yeah, I do too.
1: Right now, I just finished reading Children on the Hill uh, by Jennifer McMahon, which I think comes out in a month or two. It's amazing. I really, really love it. I'm reading Other Birds by Sarah Addison Allen, so she has a lot of magical realism books. It's great. And also, uh, we have a local author, his name is Carlton Fisher, and he wrote a book called My Brother's Faith. And the subtitle is Understanding the Beliefs of Others Without Compromising Your Own. It's a gorgeous book. I think it's exactly what everybody needs to hear right now. You know, we don't have to be at each other. We we can be friends with people who have so many different beliefs, and we can respect them, and we can also still stay true to what we believe. So I love it.
0: That's great that he's a local author.
1: Yes. He is great. And I am pressing it into people's hands as often as I can.
0: And do you have many local authors living in the area?
1: We do. We do. I've been so surprised um, to meet these people as they come. We have a lot of of local authors. Of course, we have a lot of Alabama authors in general. And then we have some authors who have written Witumka into their books, which is a lot of fun. I
0: thought of one last question I'd like to ask. Have you found that having your independent bookshop in Wetumpka has acted like a magnet in bringing people together to learn about subjects they may previously not have been excited to explore?
1: I really have. And that's one of my favorite things because people who have never met each other, You know, we'll pick up a book and start talking about it. And somebody will overhear and they'll kind of come over and they'll put in their thoughts about that. So you're not, you know, you're not going to, in this day and age and wisely, you're not going to walk up to somebody and say, Hey, who did you vote for in the presidential election or anything like that? But when you have a book in your hand, it opens the possibility to talk about things like religion and politics and background and culture in a way that's respectful and caring. And we have had those conversations happen very often in the store. It's great.
0: And more than ever, we need to have the conversations which talk about the gray areas.
1: I love that. That's beautiful. That's exactly what I believe. And where can people
0: find you online? And also, where can people find Sweet Home Books?
1: All right. Uh, Well, in person, we're 107 East Bridge Street in Wetumpka, Alabama. And online, we're just sweethomebooks.com. Our social media is at Sweet Home Bookstore, and that is on Facebook or Instagram. And not on any of the other ones because I can barely manage the two.
0: Well, I think that's a good thing because I don't think it's smart to overload yourself with too many social media platforms. It just gets too confusing and takes away from your job and the things that you love to do when you're not working. Diane, it's been lovely chatting with you. And I can tell by all the comments from your customers on your social media that they love you and are very happy to have you as part of their community.
1: That is absolutely what keeps me going on those down days. You're you're so right. They're the best. Yeah, and I truly believe
0: that independent bookshops are the heart of communities.
1: I love that. I love and I love the Neil Gaiman, you know, quote, but I just I don't know that I can say that we are the heart and soul because our community itself is just so full of heart and soul. Um, we, we are supportive of each other and that's, that's beautiful. So the customer support, but also the fellow businesses around us really support the store, which is great.
0: Diane, it's been lovely chatting with you. And thanks again for opening Sweet Home Books.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for the work that you're doing with the podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate your questions.
0: You've been listening to my conversation with Diane Castro from Sweet Home Books in Wetumpka, Alabama. Make sure to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Mandy Jackson Beverly, And check out my website at MandyJacksonBeverly.com. And if you'd like to contribute to the coffee fund, go to com. click on the little orange heart in the right-hand corner of the page, and you can donate using PayPal. Your contributions support the production and editing costs of the show. For information regarding sponsoring an episode, email thebookshoppodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Theme music provided by Brian Beverly.